Hey, Spotlighters, Mike Cam here, the coolest guy in title insurance and your host of the Morning Spotlight Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We have a great guest that I know is going to absolutely blow you away. If you like what you hear, please smash that subscribe button and leave us a review. And remember, when it's time for you to purchase title insurance, there's only one guy you should be calling, and that's me. Check the show notes for my email address. And let's get this train rolling and start the show right now. Coffee for today's episode of the Morning Spotlight Podcast was provided by Spotlighters Chris Vaglio and Todd Janitazio. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And for all the Spotlighters out there, if you want to support the show and keep us caffeinated, go to themorningspotlight.com and click Buy Mike a Coffee. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cam, coming to you, as always, from the Spotlight Studios here in Morristown, New Jersey. Normally, it's just me and one other guest on this episode, but we got eight people on this call right now outside of me. So this is going to be the biggest Morning Spotlight episode ever. So we're setting records every single week. So I'm really excited. And who else would I possibly thank than Trevor Anderson for bringing all these people to this Zoom call? This, this episode, not it's a Zoom call, but it is an episode. So Trevor, welcome to the show. Uh, who are all these people and why did you bring them on this particular episode? All right, so first, thanks again, Mike, for having us. So all these people are my identified first 10 as we had our podcast uh, probably about a month ago, it seems like now. So these are the first 10. The ones I actually talked about are real. Well, at least 80 or 90% of them are real. I could see them all, they're here. Um, great individuals. Um, I'll let them kind of go through their entries as we go through it. But, you know, really, I'm very, very happy. And I can't say enough of praise and gratitude for everyone to join us today because they're taking time out of their day to help me and really kind of drive this, you know, enterprise into something. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned that we uh, we did this Oakleaf episode maybe a month or so ago. So could we just have a little bit of a refresher on what Oakleaf is, what it's all about, and, and what these people are going to bring to the table as we kind of progress through this episode? Yep, definitely. So Oakleaf is an advisory network designed to help athletes, entrepreneurs, artists, you name it, identify and source opportunities, whether it be I'm acquiring a business selling a business or scaling or restructuring a business. So the idea of Oakleaf was found was when I uh, originally came up to a, um, an opportunity where someone needed advice from me and I referred them to a Michelle or to a Carrie or to a Pat or to a Mike, so on and so forth. And they would ultimately intersect with them at their own place in time. So I said to myself, well, that's kind of uh, a little inconsistent. Why can't I just bring everybody on the table at the same time and we create a strategy together? And that's how Oakleaf came. And as you can see, everyone here, that's the purpose of this. It's, it's to get away from the daisy chain of going from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, like the game of telephone, is to really give an opportunity to get everyone's ideas and thoughts in one place and do a lot of positive good. Awesome. Love it. All right. So we're going to do a 30-second intro for each person that we also have on this call. We have some familiar faces that the Spotlighters should be familiar with. They've been on the show before. We have some new faces, which I'm very excited to actually meet for the first time today. Um, so we're going to kind of go through, uh, basically, we'll go down here. I have like a little list over here of participants in this call. 
So we're going to start with Carrie, who is a familiar face to all the spotlighters, Carrie Barrett. Carrie, welcome back to the show. Give us your 30-second intro. <laughs> my 30-second intro. Thank you for having me, number one. Number two, I help my clients expand their visibility and their credibility through the creation and use of effective and compelling video in both traditional media and in the digital landscape as well. Part of that is digital body language. Part of that is understanding message. Part of that is certainly delivery. I help my clients make compelling video with their cell phones. Love it. Fantastic. That was a great, I mean, I knew leading with Carrie was going to be perfect because she has to be a pro, right? If you're going to do that kind of stuff, you got to be a pro. So that was a good 30 second intro. So now we're going to go down to uh, Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. We've met on some some Zoom calls before, some uh, some networking calls. So Mark Picard, let's hear your 30 second intro. Thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Trevor, for inviting me. Uh, my name is Mark Picard. My company is CB Tech Support, and we provide small businesses with a complete outsourced IT department, everything from the help desk and the project guys all the way up through the chief information officer so we can get into the strategy and planning side of technology with our clients. I was like, left myself on mute. You guys are doing great so far. This is so good. I'm impressed. This, this, yeah, I'm very impressed. This, this had all the makings of like a four hour long episode, but we're doing great. We're rolling right along. So next we're going to get to Mike Manella, who's one of our call-in guests. So Mike, welcome to the show. Uh, let's hear your 30 second intro. Thank you so much, Mike and uh, Trevor. So uh, Michael Manella, Wealth Advisor with Merrill, um, helped my clients uh, really uh, put together a financial plan um, and help them take what they're doing now and all the successes they're having um, and put into action to help them achieve their long-term financial goals. Uh, work with clients anywhere from uh, serial entrepreneurs, uh, Wall Street professionals, um, and, um, and, some, and some professional athletes as well. Uh, thank you for having me uh, with clients every step of the way to pursue their happiness. Thank you. Awesome. Love it. So far, so good. Michelle, you are up next. Let's hear your Michelle Dickinson, your your uh, 30 second intro. Welcome. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Thank you, Trevor, for inviting me and including me. Um, my name is Michelle and I'm the owner of Trifecta Mental Health. I work with organizations to recenter their employees and help them navigate their mental and their emotional well-being. I do that because I grew up with a mother who had bipolar disorder and I've experienced my own mental health challenges. So I'm really out to elevate compassion and empower people around their well-being. Awesome. Love it. Welcome. Good to, good to meet you for the first time. Um, another first time meeting for me, Rob Jolette. Rob, welcome to the show. Let's hear your 30-second intro. Hey, Mike. Trevor, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Rob Jolet. I'm an intellectual property attorney. I help entities establish protection for all their IP, patents, trademarks, copyrights, uh, especially in this landscape of uh, increased you know, internet of things, all the innovation that's happening, people don't realize how to get the protection in place. So I'm a registered uh, patent attorney. I'm licensed in New York, Florida, and uh, I help people just make sure they protect everything right from the get-go. Awesome, love it. All right, Sid, a familiar face for me uh, and to the show, obviously another one of our call-in guests. So Sid, welcome back to the show. Let's hear your 30-second intro. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thank you, uh, Trevor. And uh, so I'm a commercial loan advisor. I help uh, business owners from all different facets, from the startup type of persons to the multi-hundred million dollar type companies. 
with their commercial real estate needs, uh, with their lines of credits, with any type of business loans that they need. And essentially, I help them with the process from uh, what they need for document collection all the way to uh, what is required to get the loan completed. And that's my, uh, that's my pitch. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you back. Wish we could see you, but the voice is good enough. And last but certainly not least, Pat Fiore, welcome back to the show. Let's hear your 30-second intro. That's where I'm in trouble already. I'm sure it's more than 30 seconds, but I'll do my I'm a brand strategist focused on high-trending and experiential industries and rare technologies. I have a deep knowledge of trends, shifting attitudes from American consumers, and behaviors that are changing every day. Um, I help secure investments and grants for foreign companies to launch successfully in the U.S. I've traveled the world with my business. Very exciting. Very exciting. I mean, the, the stories that you shared on the on the morning spotlight, here's just a shameless plug for that particular episode, were just off the charts. They were so interesting, so, you know, engaging. You know, it was, it was a great episode. I was very happy with that one. So welcome back to the show. So that covered everybody. Uh, we hit everybody. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of get rolling. That was good. Nice and tight. Wasn't too long. Wasn't too boring. So now we're going to kind of get into the meat, the body of this episode. So we're going to start with Trevor. And this is kind of how we're going to roll these questions. We're going to give Trevor a question and he's going to start pitching it to all these different uh, experts that we have on this call. So Trevor, it, it seems to me, and we had a call about this earlier this week, that yeah. maybe the purpose of Oakleaf is the way that you start scale, and then maybe sell a business. I mean, I think those are the, the three- It's a good rhythm, real good rhythm. big S's, the three big S's of Oakleaf. Start, scale, sell. Um, so we could start with start. So when we're talking about starting a business, what are some things that you think are imperative to kind of get off the mat with? So I'm going to start shamelessly with myself on a business plan, a set of financials, right? Just understanding what you're looking at you know, ultimately the way I, I structured in a starting mechanism, there's a bunch of different people that get involved, right? Obviously attorneys are very important. Unfortunately, one of the people that was hoping to attend today, uh, Len Garza, who's part of our first 10, he's really about business formation, setting up the entity correctly, the LLC and so on and so forth. But what I'll do for this one is I'll take my little minute of shame here and kind of talk about it and then we'll kind of move forward. So, in reality, a lot of these entrepreneurs and athletes who have reached out to me over the, over the years have looked at different business opportunities and really don't understand how to assess it, whether it's, hey, I want to start from scratch, hey, I want to build it and then grow it, or hey, I already have it and then sell it. So if we just focus on starting, where do we go from there? All right, so a sound business plan with financials, market analysis, really IT, and really just the whole plethora of services at least the best you can to see what the business looks like i guess just just an overall quickly mike because i don't yeah. want to take too much from me because it's really for the team everyone knows a lot about me um i think just an overall just having a great business plan is an awesome starting point of course yeah you got to have a plan you know yeah. i think napoleon <laughs> said it napoleon said it best <laughs> if you fail to plan you plan to fail um so but let's talk about maybe uh how, how do you understand like what the this is going to be a very like softball kind of kickoff question, of the course. trends. Like how, how do you understand, like if you have a business, how do you understand like what you're able to do with that business? Is that, is that does that question make sense? No, it does. And I mean, when I, when I think of the trends and this is why I work together so well with Pat and I'll let her kind of talk about it just a sec, but it's very important, not just to understand the optics of the business financially health, but also where the business is going. 
Pat, why don't you give a little bit of detail around that, if you would? Now, one of the biggest challenges I always find with companies that come to me with sometimes incredibly fascinating brands and great technology is that they, they're very myopic. They look at what they do and do so well. It took them so long to develop the patents, the industrial patents, the trademarks, the trade secrets, but they don't look at the competitive market because they're convinced that what they have is better and, and absolutely going to connect with that ultimate consumer that they're going, they're going to target. Unfortunately, that's not the way the world works, especially if they don't have the funds to support the launch and the funds to compete in the marketplace. So, you know, they say it doesn't matter how great your product is. If you don't get the story out and no one hears it and no one really believes it, um, you're not talking to your audience with any frequency and consistency. You have a real problem. So knowing the trends, knowing where the market's going, understanding attitudes and behaviors of shifting consumers, and they are, they are shifting. I mean, who would have ever imagined two years ago that consumers would be obsessed with self-health? Self-health and self-health is so insignificantly important now post-COVID, which was something most people, except for the few moving towards plant-based slowly, even they were not as, as, as aware as they need to be today. So they're, it's very important for companies Yes, definitely. And I definitely think that, you know, here's another shameless plug for Pat's episode. If anybody wants to go back and listen to that episode, you can really kind of dive in to all the knowledge and experience that Pat has to really understand what we're talking about when she's talking about these things. So as we kind of progress through this, obviously, you know, intellectual property is a big part of what we're talking about here. So if you have a business, if you have uh, some like an item, uh, something, a widget that you're selling, whatever it is, obviously, that's a huge part to make sure that you know, someone doesn't steal your stuff, right, Trevor? Yeah, so 100%. obviously we got, you know, the IP master Rob here in the room. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of that and then you can kick it over to Rob yourself. Yeah, I know. Listen, so let me just give a little background with Rob. So I've actually introduced him to a ton of entrepreneurs I knew because in reality, when we start a business and we foster it, there's protection, right? If I'm going to sell a bottle of something and it's got a patent trademark, I need to understand I'm protected. I need to understand what I can and cannot do with it, what the marketplace looks like. And Rob has been really, he's, you know, he's been like this little arrow in the quill I've had for a while now. And he, I don't even know if you realize it, Rob, you probably don't even realize it, but in my mind, you're the only guy I ever talked to. So it's great to have him part of the team. I definitely want to let him talk a little bit about how important that is, especially with an existing as well as a new business. Yeah. So I think the big picture is, is that most people don't realize is that IP across the spectrum is first to file. In other words, you claim it first once you have your branding, once you have your plan, you, you got to claim it. You can even claim it two, three years before you actually go into production because it's so special, that brand, the name, the connection with, with, with the demographics that you're targeting. So you have to get into the market. You have to start applying for not only your patents, but your trademarks because it's all about branding. It's all about identifying what it is you're doing and how to differentiate yourself. So a lot of those things, a lot of people that I run into, great entrepreneurs, you know, really genius kind of entities, but unfortunately they don't understand what they have to do in order to protect themselves. So right from the get-go, it's, it's, it's coordinating what their vision is, understanding their branding, understanding their vision, and then start securing their rights. Everything from copyrights and right now, like apps, apps are hot. People don't realize that you need to get protection, not only from the patent landscape, but also from the copyright landscape. 
so that people don't go, come in and copy your idea, how it looks on the website, how it looks on your app, right? So all those things are small, they're minutia, but they're part of the plan. And it's really, you know, it's a front-loaded thing. Even before you go to production, even before you're in the, in the marketplace, you have to identify what it is you want to do and then protect it. And that's kind of where I come in and to try to try to steer the ship, so to speak. Fantastic. And I think that's definitely very important with, with a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, because it's so important because you don't want to put all this work in and then not be able to use it, right? If somebody is, if, if, if somebody else is first, now all of a sudden you're screwed, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and quite often what happens is that people go into their venture without thinking about those kind of stuff, yeah. right? Right. They get into production, they get the da da and they're focused on their on, on succeeding, right? On staying afloat. Meanwhile, they've got no protection, nothing, right? So it's important to identify that right from the get-go. Right, absolutely. So Trevor, uh, business, I'm not a business expert. I don't pretend to be a business expert. I am a simple title sales rep who happens to have a podcast that's tremendously successful, obviously. But businesses are about making money, correct? Of course. So yes. we're talking about making money. So if you start a business, obviously the, you know, the ultimate goal is that you could pay yourself from that business, right? So talk to me a little bit about that. So what, how, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, first, I'm going to give you another shameless plug. You do have an MBA, Mike. So That's true. I do have an MBA. Short. So I'm not a total are, idiot, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so drawing income out of a business, right? So I'm an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, multipreneur, whatever you want to call it. And now I'm paying myself. How do I do that? How do I structure it in such a way that makes sense from a tax perspective, from a long-term retirement perspective? And then what can I do? Ultimately, you know, where you're going to need a lot of help is Mike Manella. You know, Mike is ingrained in that thought. He works with entrepreneurs, uh, owners, yada, yada, every day of the week. So Mike, why don't you give a little bit of understanding about the 401k and just a plethora of that. So yeah, so great question. Um, as I work with closely held business owners and entrepreneurs, um, this is always a thing that's, that's, that's talked about, which is how do we effectively pay ourselves, right? How do we take money out of the business um, and pay ourselves in the most tax efficient way as possible? And, and obviously, in these type of conversations, we generally bring in other trusted advisors besides myself, such as their tax advisor, um, you know, perhaps even their attorney at some, at some points as well. But um, talking about retirement plans, retirement plans such as 401k, uh, being able to draw out of the business on, on a pre-tax basis. Uh, alongside that, as the business is continuing to grow and, and becoming more and more successful, um, now we start to look at other things because now we're, we're kind of tapped out. There's only so much money you can put away into the 401k, or we'll start to look at cash pension, defined benefit plans um, that we can put in place. Um, and then beyond that, um, it's a matter of kind of, you mentioned the uh, business plan. Business plan is so critically important, um, but this is something I talk about a lot which is having a plan is, is critically important, but what's even more important is that we're updating along the way, right? Because you think about how many times does a business change and evolve, um, you know, and scale as this is happening. Um, and the same thing goes with uh, one's personal financial situation, right? And the business is there to create assets. Um, and another asset this could create is, is the question is, is what space am I occupying and do I own that space, right? So sometimes, you know, clients will look at maybe possibly buying where they occupy um, and therefore they're paying themselves rent. And, and again, this is where I'd also bring in other professionals to kind of discuss that a little bit further, such as their tax advisor, 
their attorney uh, to make sure they're setting up the entity in the correct way. Um, and someone like, you know, um, Sid on the on the call, right, to be able to kind of, um, you know, finance those types of projects as well. So those are just a few areas um, of, 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 you know, what I found uh, to draw out of businesses in, in a pretty tax efficient way. Um, and to, to your point, Mike, is to pay yourself, right? So you're, you're making money, um, you know, don't forget to pay yourself. So I think it's just very, very important. Phenomenal. And that, Mike, I don't know if you knew what you were doing there, but you just teed that one up so perfectly for my man, Sid. Right, Trevor? That was a perfect tee up for it's, Sid. It's, so almost, talk about, like, it's yeah. almost like I told him to do it. It's kind Right. Of it's almost cool. like that. Yes. It's almost like that, right? It just has the perfect flow. It, we well, are, well, this is fantastic. So very natural because spotlight. this is something that is, those are two particular items that are definitely much, very much talked about when you're talking about paying yourself. So it worked out perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. So Trevor, talk to me a little bit about that before we pitch it over. Yeah, of course. So obviously owning an asset in any business is a critical part, right? Especially if you can then leverage it, or if you're buying a business, or if you're looking to acquire a business and it has an asset tied to it. Financing is interesting, right? Cap tables, all that great stuff that Sid knows more than anyone else in this world. Um, I think he's probably the expert with regards to looking at it, evaluating and how to do it. So Sid takes away. Yeah, sure. So I appreciate that. And thank you, Mike. I, uh, uh, very shameless plug. I appreciate that. And so, um, you know, it's interesting when somebody's looking at any asset purchase, right? Or they're just looking to grow their business, or they might be looking to start a business and, you know, going after, all right, what do I need to do next to start that next, uh, you know, process of getting a loan or getting some type of monies, maybe through a bank, uh, an investment firm, or it might be an Uncle Joey type of situation, right? Uh, the first and foremost, you know, and this is coming from the so many years of, of practicing this is having your own structure put in place, your own financial situation, maybe if you're looking to purchase a building, get the, the contract together, you know, and, and so forth. Because what happens is now you're going to take that data and you're going to go and pitch it to an organization, a finance firm, let's say, and now that firm is going to be asking the same questions. Now, if you don't have all that data together, then what's going to happen next is you're going to confuse yourself and it's going to delay the process. And there's always deadlines in financing, I've learned, right? Um, seeing uh, from all the other folks on the table here, there's multiple deadlines that everyone's trying to meet. but essentially having the, the the structure in place. And then the second thing is, is what you're actually looking to gather. Are you looking for a better interest rate or are you looking for um, more uh, equity play? What is the, the actual play at hand? Because most people look at finance and say, oh, I just want that asset. Okay, I want to buy that truck or I want to buy this or that. What's the exact purpose of this whole thing? You know, uh, and uh, you know, after a while, uh, you got to also, if you're looking to grow and scale, you're going to say, all right, now I have the mortgage. You know, let me go get the line of credit to go and help my working capital needs. Well, what is working capital? So you got to start understanding some of the lingos in finance as well, especially if you're looking to scale. So, I mean, that's just a little brief piece on the overall financing aspect of it. Uh, I'm happy to uh, add in anything extra if you guys suggest. Awesome. No, I think that was fantastic. It was a good lead in by Mike and then a great answer by Sid. And like you mentioned earlier, good shameless plug. We love shameless plugs here on the morning spotlight. So <laughs> Trevor, one of the things that I'm noticing as we progress through this episode is there's so much 
You know, like I joked a little bit about, you know, not being like a business expert, but it just seems like all of this can get super overwhelming. And honestly, I, I wear really good antiperspirants, but I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat a little bit. Like this is stressing me out and I don't even have a business. So how do you help your, how would you plan on helping your clients and your, and your network uh, manage this type of stress? Well, I mean, that goes into mental health. I mean, to be honest with you, Mike, I mean, when you think about all the things we have to do you know, family, ownership of business, you name it. I mean, there's just too many things that go on at one period of time. And it's hard to kind of keep it all together. You know, ultimately, running a business is taxing. And I think it's important to kind of follow principles to kind of help relieve some of that taxing and be cognizant of yourself. And that's one of the reasons why I have Michelle as part of the team. It's very important. And I'd love for her to kind of talk a little bit about that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, we hear this all the time through, you know, the famous entrepreneurs about grinding and working multiple, you know, working long hours, not taking a break. And that is really a recipe for disaster. Personally, I know this because I came from the corporate space, became an entrepreneur and found my hours were excessive. So it's super important that we are taking the time to, first of all, check in with ourselves daily. I know we do it physically. We check in with, you know, what body part is bothering us, but why are we not doing that emotionally and mentally, especially when we're like starting our day? So it's really important to do that self audit, to really check in with yourself, to notice if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling off and, uh, and reaching out to someone that you trust. It doesn't have to be a clinician. It could just be a friend that you just need to talk to. It could be a colleague. It could just be someone that you're just like, have to blow some steam off to. So it's super important. We have to check in with ourselves. We have to know to reach out and uh, not ignore our mental health because of this, the stress of an entrepreneur is real and we have to take care of ourselves. 100%. Yeah, I think that's very important because it's easy to kind of get lost in that. Like you mentioned, you know, like the hustle and the grind and all the social media malarkey that you see all the time. And it's like, well, I need to be working 24 hours a day, you know, and, and that doesn't really work. You got to fill the cup back up, as has been said several times on this show. Um, so as we kind of progress through this, obviously, I think a good lead in for that part is that staffing is also an imperative part of this, whether you're hiring people, or whether you're outsourcing things, you know, Trevor, you have, you know, uh, experience in the outsource CFO, COO space, obviously, Mark, we're, who we're going to get to here in a second has um, uh, experience in the outsourcing the, the IT space. So talk to me about the importance of that. H how do you kind of manage the staffing aspect of your business? I think it's real important to understand like a real good when we talk about the business plan, it has a staffing, plan, right? As the business grows, you need to add, you know, um, educatedly, you know, not just oh, I just got to bring on these three people because I know them or they can help me, right? That's the whole idea of a fractional body. So one of the reasons why I like what I'm doing is because I don't charge somebody, you know, five days a week, 40 hours a week. You know, it's it's a retainer base. It's as needed, you know, and it's really to help the company grow, right? And ultimately that business model helps quite a bit and it bolts on very well to exhaling, um, scaling and growing businesses, just like what Mark does. So Mark's almost like my counterpart when you think about because finance, IT, and operations, they're basically in a marriage together. So it's very important that Mike, like a person like Mark gets in and does his assessment. So Mark, talk about how you do it with respect to your field. Sure. Thanks, guys. Um, so two important things that I wanted to point out just listening to everybody else's um, talk so far. And one is from a, an IT standpoint, uh, you want to make sure that things work, right? If you can't build your widget, if you can't provide your service, you're not making money. 
you don't have a business. Um, so technology has to be taken into account from that point. Planning is very important, as we've said many times already, and making sure that the technology and IT side of things are part of that plan is extremely important. And then to what Rob was saying about you want to protect yourself, right? That's why you get copyrights and trademarks. Make sure your IP is protected. Again, from a technology standpoint, if somebody grabs those plans to that special widget that you got that nobody else has and puts it out on the internet for everybody to see, it's no longer special for you. You're not making money. So you want to protect yourself, again, from that IT standpoint. Um, so those are two things that we try to help our clients uh, plan for and look at. And again, uh, kind of from Pat's perspective too, right? Trends are changing. The way companies get attacked, the way things happen in technology, everything's constantly changing. It can stress you out, right? Because there's a lot to keep up with. Uh, you see the news every day, something happens, some big company gets hit, you know, there's huge ransoms, whatever it can be stressful. That's why you outsource your IT. You don't have to worry about it. You just need to be involved in the planning part of it and make sure that it's being taken care of. Pat, did you have something I saw that you were you were so into that answer and I saw you come off mute there? I've never, in all the years I've been doing crime reports for major global companies around the world, I've never seen attitudes and behaviors shift so quickly as they have in the last two years. And COVID has something to do with that, but I also think technology has a lot to do with that. People are grasping uh, in directions they never did before, you know, no matter what age, no matter what demo. Uh, there's a lot going on and a lot of a lot of uh, attention grabbing from places that people never expected to gra grab their attention before. Um, and take it from me, from someone who was hacked about two weeks ago and lost everything. Um, IT is major. You should probably you should probably talk to Mark then. I, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. All right. So um, we mentioned that th this is this is a group that's part of the first 10. So obviously, there's a lot, uh, not a lot more, there's three more people that would be part of this group, right? Am I, am I getting that math right? Yeah, or correct. Four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and I think that so far, we've really outlined how, how awesome the experience level is. But let's talk, let's, let's dive into a little bit further. So if you're a business, if you're starting a business, if you're running a business, if you're selling a business, scaling a business, whatever you want to say, like, talk to me about the importance of, you know, the, the marketing aspect of it, whether it's putting together video content, whether it's being able to present in front of investors, but being able to present in front of sellers. Like, talk to me about the importance of that and being able to be the face of that business. I can't, I can't express how important it is now versus if you think 24 months back, right before the pandemic, like I wasn't even that comfortable in front of camera. Right. So I started meeting investors and had meetings. And it's holy crap. I got to look at the camera screen. I know what I'm doing. Like, is everything right? Is my hair doesn't look right? Like to me, it's not it. Although we were get to that new normal, you know, it's just easier for an investor in the Midwest to get on a Zoom call and talk about a business or, you know, an opportunity and interviews, everything. So I think it's real important for us with regards to how Oakleaf is going to grow in the future is to have that component real tight. And that's one of the reasons why I asked Carrie to join the team, because I know that's like, that's just right down her wheelhouse. She's an expert in the space. I appreciate what well, you teed me up for that uh, really well. And I appreciate being uh, part of this team, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it was 14 months ago when everybody realized that they had an on-camera career, you know, they, they may have not necessarily uh, been super thrilled about it, but it became the norm when we communicate. And it's provided a lot of opportunity as well. There are 
undeniable efficiencies that we have come to associate with being able to do video calls or put together video content or use video as a way to expand our visibility and our credibility as a personal or professional brand. There's a couple of things though that make the difference between being able to use video as a tool that enhances your credibility or one that completely blows it to smithereens. And it doesn't take much on either side. <laughs> so you have to be careful and strategic about the ways that you use it. 100%. And I did not realize that 2020 was going to kick off my on-camera career, but yet here we are. And we have yeah. seven people, eight people on a Zoom call right now, including not including myself. So yeah, and a lot of the, the tips that I use implement in my own on-camera presence, I have gotten from Carrie's free videos on LinkedIn. So if you don't even watch those, go check them out. And also another shameless plug, <clears throat> go listen to that episode that I did with Carrie. That was a while ago, a couple months ago, right, Carrie? We did, we've done a few, yeah. We have done a few. Yep. Um, the most recent one I think was the best one though. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> Well, you've grown as a podcaster. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've certainly grown from the, the our humble beginnings to where we are now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. So um, the people that are familiar with this, with this show know what we're going to get into now. So we're going to move the show into our closing segment. So far, this episode has been off the charts. Um, obviously, there was a lot of moving parts, a lot of different things going on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that we've crushed it so far. But the un under the spotlight segment, Normally, what we do is like a, a piece of advice, a, a tip, whatever it is. So what we're going to try to do here is do something where we take each one of you and you're going to give me a one to two sentence tip on business, starting, scaling, selling a business that is in your wheelhouse. Like one thing that you want the spotlighters, which is what I call my audience, to walk away from this episode with like this resonating thing that you want them to know this is what I bring to the table. So uh, we're going to basically go back through the order that we did from the intros. So Kerry, you're nice and loose. You just answered that question. So you're going to be our first under the spotlight guest and you're a pro at this. You've done it before. So you're under the spotlight. spotlight. What do you have for us? My under the spotlight tip for people is this. I'm going to start with a quick statistic. Businesses who use video as part of their marketing plan, it's about a post a week that it takes grow 50% faster than those who do not. And that means a whole bunch of things. If you're looking to scale, if you're looking to sell, it builds and creates awareness. However, the opposite of good video is not bad video, it is off video. So until you have some idea of what you're doing, Take a couple of practice sessions, turn on your camera, practice for five minutes a day, go back and watch and notice where you have your strengths and where you have your weaknesses, expand on the one, contract on the other. Fantastic. Way to kick it off. Fantastic under the spotlight. Really appreciate it. Mark, you are up next. You are under the spotlight. What is your tip? There's so much I could talk about, but I'll limit it very, very Thank slow. you. <laughs> Uh, cyber risk is the 800 pound gorilla. Don't ignore it. That was phenomenal. You that went from like, having cool. a lot to talk about to literally you give me like, drop the mic. Words. yeah, drop Mike, a, a Mark, Mike drop. Boom. Love it. Uh, Mike Manella, you are under the spotlight. What is your business tip? Thank you, Mike. A uh, lot to talk about here, but I'll keep it very brief, very simple. Um, that thinking ahead, right? So a lot of times, um, close-up business owners will be so close 
to their business that um, a lot of the things that they'll think about doing is um, things where it's a little uh -oh. All right, maybe we'll maybe we'll circle back. Oh, oh, he's kind of there. He's kind of there. We're gonna we're gonna do we'll something. Do here. We're gonna we'll do something we'll here. Mute him out. <laughs> yep, he's he's muted now. So Mike, we're gonna get back to you. Uh, we're gonna get back to you in a minute because we didn't hear anything. I'm sure it was epic, but we missed everything. Um, so we're gonna move it down to uh, Michelle. Michelle, you are gonna be under the spotlight now. So what is your what is your tip? Don't ignore your well-being. With one in three Americans currently uh, navigating either anxiety or depression, we can't ignore how we're doing. There is no uh, amount of a, an eight-hour spa day that is going to undo compounded stress. We have to take care of ourselves daily and make it a practice to get a massage or take care of ourselves before we hit you know, a really dark place. I'm gonna go get a massage this afternoon. I, I was about to get one too. Jeez, it sounds, it sounds great. The whole group needs to go. That's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, Rob, you are up next. You're under the spotlight. What do you have for us? Yeah. Although counterintuitive, before you get into business, once you have your brand, once you have your plan, get your IP protected. Get yourself an intellectual property attorney and register everything. U.S. first to file. Get your protection in place. Then move on to getting your business going. Awesome. Love that. I love under the spotlight, especially when, you know, they just, they hit harder than the actual body of the episode definitely does. Sid, you're familiar with this. You're under the spotlight. What is your tip? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've, I tell every business owner very simply, understand the three C's of any commercial loan, which is cash flow and how you're going to be able to make the payment, collateral, which is what you're going to provide for collateral, and character which is yourself, and are you the right person for being able to take out this loan? So the three C's of uh, commercial loans. The three C's of commercial loans, fantastic. Pat, you're under the spotlight. What do you have for us? Never underestimate the power of your audience to change. Brands think they own an audience and it shifts in a minute. It doesn't take much at all and they are behind. Stay ahead. Awesome. Definitely got to be proactive rather than reactive, right? Proactive rather than reactive. We're going to give Mike one more shot to do his under the spotlight because hopefully he's in like a little bit better spot. Mike, you there? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, this is better. Go ahead. You're under the spotlight again. What awesome. do you got for us? All right. So a lot to talk about here, but I'll keep it very brief. Um, I guess the big question is you're in business. Why? What is the end goal? What are you trying to really trying to accomplish? Um, and, and as I mentioned earlier, how you pay yourself, um, as well as what is the end goal, right? And are we on track to achieve that goal? And the planning never stops. Why? Because things are constantly changing. Um, and that's what I got. Phenomenal. And it sounded way better this time than it did the last time. So even better. Uh, Trevor, take us home. You are the last guy under the spotlight. This is your, you are the head honcho of this Oak Leaf thing, the leader of the pack. You're basically Superman of the Justice League. Uh, so you are under the spotlight. I love that, Superman. <laughs> I wish I could only be so humble. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have two tips. Really, the important for at least from my perspective is KPIs, key performance indicators. Anyone can run any business, but if they don't know what they're looking at or a pulse on the financial information, whether it be commercial, marketing, operational, yeah. IT, finance, legal, etc., you're not going to understand how the business performs. And too many entrepreneurs get involved in businesses without understanding those KPIs. I think that's super important. Now, my other tip would be 
come see Oakleaf, right? A little shameless plug for Oakleaf at the tail end of the episode. Why not? Of course. Yeah. So as I mentioned early on, the reason I did this was to kind of bring every one of these extremely talented individuals to the table at the same time. You don't get that anywhere else. I mean, it just doesn't exist. And I hope that we can kind of facilitate your dreams and make these things a reality. Love it. Love it. So if people want to go check out Oakleaf, where could they go? Let's let's hit them with the links. Yeah. So www.oakleafpartner.com uh, is really the only social link right now. We're working on Twitter and Instagram. Unfortunately, we've got some social media backup, but it will get out in the next few weeks. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. And what I will do is I'll make sure that I put the Oakleaf links in the show notes. So I'll put the website in the show notes. What I'm also going to do is put everybody that was on this call today and maybe an email address with their, you know, uh, whatever it is, maybe if people want to do want to reach out or whatever it is, we could talk about how we're going to set that up. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. I'll put my links in the show notes as well. The morningspotlight.com and the email address, the morningspotlight at gmail.com. If for some reason you want to go through me to get to anybody that was on this call, including Trevor himself, uh, Trevor, we're going to give you the direct thank you. And we're going to thank everybody as a whole group. So I really appreciate everybody coming on. Uh, Trevor, thank you for organizing this. This was way better, honestly, than what I thought it was going to be. But everyone was a total pro, was fantastic. We kept this tight to the point, And I think it really was able to highlight what everybody brings to the table. So I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, me too. I, again, I just can't thank everybody enough for joining the call today and, you know, really helping me bring this dream I had to reality. And Mike, always the morning spotlight first and foremost. Morning Spotlight, baby. And thank you to Kerry, Mark, Mike, Michelle, Rob, Sid, Pat, and Trevor. Uh, Spotlighters, thank you for listening to today's episode on Oakleaf. This is our second Oakleaf episode, but this was a little bit more, this is a little cooler because we had more than just Trevor on the call. So Spotlighters, thank you for listening to today's episode and we will catch you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Just a reminder that any views expressed in the morning spotlight are the views of the speaker and should not be construed to be the views of any other person, any employer, or any organization. Thank you. We'll see you next week.